Hello and welcome to D23 Inside Disney, the show that gives you a look at the latest Disney news and a peek at the people who make the magic at the Walt Disney Company. I'm D23's Jeffrey Epstein. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And we're your hosts who will take you Inside Disney. Are you guys ready to do this? Do what? This podcast. Born ready. Wait, we're doing a podcast? <laughs> I guess. Is that what these microphones are for? Mm. Let's do it. Happy to be back <laughs> with you guys this week. Great to see you guys. Great to see you guys, too. And later, we get to talk to John Lorena, who's the executive creative director of Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which is now open at Walt Disney World. Yes. So excited. Just as a side note, Jocelyn Buhlman, our fearless reporter from D23, went to the opening there and has some great, great stories. You can see them at D23.com. Candace, we both had crazy Disney weekends. So crazy. I got to go to the opening night of Frozen on Friday night. At the Pantages Theater, the musical. Wow. I got to see the show on Broadway, and they made some really, really cool changes. They added a new song called I Can't Lose You between Anna and Elsa. The creative team had said that they'd really been struggling. They'd wanted to find a duet for Anna and Elsa, and they just never were able to come up with the right moment, the right song, and they nailed it. It's wow. awesome. And it was so much fun. It was great to be there. It snows in the audience, of course. It was what? so Magical. great. It's going to be at the Pantages for a little bit, and then it's touring the country, so you can get more details um, online. On Sunday, I got to go to Disneyland to see the annual Candlelight Processional. It's a tradition that actually goes all the way back to Walt. They do a huge, amazing concert of Christmas music Mm -hmm. and tell the Christmas story right there on Main Street with a choir of hundreds of people, a beautiful live orchestra, and... The surprise host was revealed. Who was it? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh my gosh. Wow. His delivery was so great. There was something really, I felt like really earnest about it. Mm-hmm. It was just really moving and, and that music and to hear it there all on Main Street. It's, it was just beautiful. Oh, I love the holidays. In case you didn't already know. <laughs> I did. And then we, we stayed. We actually got to see Believe in Holiday Magic and we saw the fireworks and the snow. I love wow. when it snows on Main Street. Yeah. Love a little snow. You got a little snow. I did get a little snow here on the lot for Light Up the Season, which was very exciting this year because, you know, I have a toddler now so he can actually do stuff. So going from the Frozen theme toddler train to like Bart Simpson hanging out on the other side of the wow. lot was really fun. So it was a good time. And they had D23 members. The D23 members got to be there too, which was really fun. They did. It was cool. You should have seen the line for the studio store. It was crazy. So people were definitely holiday shopping here on the lot. Best place to do it. Yeah. Indeed. I also wanted to tell you guys that if you haven't seen Noel on Disney Plus, <gasps> I watched that last night. First holiday film that I've watched this holiday season and it was so good. It's great. I watched it when I was home for Thanksgiving. My family and I gathered around the TV and watched and had hot chocolate and it was wonderful. I Aww. watched it at Thanksgiving too. Wow. Oh, so cute. I love that Anna Kendrick. She's perfect for that. She's just got she the spirit is. and the bubbly, magical, like, I don't know. She's Christmas to me. And I want all of her outfits. I know it's over the top <laughs> right? for everyday life here, but I would, I'd would i give it a shot. The yoga pants, for sure. Yeah. Yogurt, yogurt pants. Yogurt pants, <laughs> yogurt pants yeah. Check it out on Disney Plus if you want to know what yogurt pants are. <laughs> there you go. But another movie news, some big announcements. Yes, we have to talk about the 77th Golden Globe nomination. So big nominations for Disney. Toy Story 4 is nominated, Frozen 2, The Lion King. And I'm very excited about the music in the film. Disney picked up two more nominations in the Best Original Song category. So Spirit, Beyonce, The Lion King. Mm, That is nominated, right? Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. Two great karaoke jams. I thought like, oh, there's no way that they're going to be able to create a song that is just as 
like stuck in my head as Let It Go. And yet mm-hmm. I'm like, ah. There it is. They did it again. <laughs> I love that. Other highlights we should mention, Sam Rockwell and Michelle Williams, they're nominated for Best Performance by an Actor and Actress in a Limited Series or Motion Picture Made for Television for FX's Fosse Verdon. I love that. I'm sure it's a huge surprise to you that I'm a giant Broadway fan. <laughs> and that was... <laughs> <laughs> I've heard amazing things. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, though. It's great. Definitely, definitely. Definitely worth watching. Joey King was also nominated for Hulu's The Act and my favorite film of the year. I know I've talked about this before, but 20th Century Fox's Ford versus Ferrari. Christian Bale was nominated for Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama, as he should have been. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. That I have, I admit I have not seen that. I was too busy watching Frozen 2 for the 15th time. Go now. Please go now. <laughs> Only but, so many hours in the day. Yes. The Golden Globes airing 8 p.m. Eastern on January 5th. In other movie news, we had a lot of big reveals at Brazil's Comic-Con, including the trailer for Free Guy, the new movie from Fox. Have you guys watched it? No. It is so funny and so smart. I love Ryan Reynolds. I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I love the premise. The minute you watch the trailer, you're going to be like, there's something off about this. But spoiler alert. Ryan Reynolds' character, he plays a bank teller who discovers he's actually a background player in an open-world video game. What? <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> so he, he decides to become the hero of his own story. And for, first of all, the special effects in the trailer alone blew me away. I cannot wait to see this movie when it opens next summer. It's going to be amazing. I think it's uh, July 4th weekend next year. Okay. Speaking of movies next year, something big is on the horizon. Did you guys see the trailer for Mulan? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Man, it looks good. In this movie, we hear the imperial decree that every family in China must contribute one man to fight for their family. And Mulan steps in to take the place of her ailing father. And she masquerades as a man, as the strong soldier. And I mean, it just looks epic that's yeah, the best girl. word to describe it i love the reveal of the witch character in yeah. the trailer one of the things i love about a disney movie is there's always a little bit of magic and so i'm, I'm really mm-hmm. excited for that Ooh, and also in the trailer we heard a familiar score it sounded a lot like reflection which is one of my favorite songs of all time just mm-hmm. period ever in the whole universe so i am very <laughs> excited for this movie Mulan opens March 27th of next year. I cannot wait until she brings honor to us all. Ooh. Mm, like that. I see, like you did there. I see what you did there. So ABC has announced a primetime special celebrating Marvel's Stan Lee. This was Aww. actually filmed in, I, I know, yeah. the best. I would like get one question with him on red carpets at all of the Marvel <gasps> films, and it was just the best. The best. Oh. So this was filmed in part in front of a live audience at the New Amsterdam Theater in New York City, where a lot of you guys have seen Aladdin, of course. Mm-hmm. Now, the show takes you through the life of Stan Lee and across the Marvel Universe. They've got never-before-seen interviews, rare archive footage from Marvel and ABC News, and lots of your Marvel faves are going to be appearing. So Tom Hiddleston, Paul Bettany, Kobe Smulders, Clark Gregg, and so many more. But you can check it out. It's called Celebrating Marvel's Stan Lee, Friday, December 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Well, if you haven't finished all of your holiday shopping yet... I haven't. (laughs) I've got great news for you. There is a brand new color collection called Bell of the Bulb Bronze that just debuted at Disney Parks around the world and online at Shop Disney. It's inspired by the animated feature Beauty and the Beast, and you can get all kinds of headwear, accessories, clothes, including a Minnie Mouse ear headband. Love that. Cute. Baseball hat for all you spirit jersey people. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) I've got great news for you. There are spirit jerseys in Belle of the Ball Bronze. 
We've got Mickey Mouse plushes. So you can find this collection at Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, Disneyland Paris, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disney Resort. And if you don't happen to stop by those parks in the next couple of weeks, you can always shop online at shopdisney.com. I really want the Disneyland Paris spirit jersey. It looks so cute. Mm-hmm. You can just layer all the spirit jerseys. <laughs> <All right. laughs> also, some big news from our friends over at Tokyo Disneyland Resort, where its expansion is coming next year, April 15th, Ooh. 2020. Yay. Pack your bags. We're doing a road trip. I feel like we say that every episode, <laughs> but one of these days we are going to do a road trip. Well, I guess we'll also take a, a, an airplane yeah. trip. I will take whatever I need to take to get there. Do it's, my taxes I'll and swim. then go to Tokyo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. We've talked a lot about the new area themed to Beauty and the Beast, which includes Enchanted Tale of Belle and Beauty and the Beast, the new attraction. I think we talked about their incredible new audio animatronics mm-hmm. figures. You can see them on the Parks blog. If you've not seen them, go to the Parks blog, search for the video. Of course, there's a Gaston-themed restaurant with his larger-than-life portrait, a LeFou snack shop, tons of exclusive new merchandise, and they added a new Fantasyland Forest Theater. It's actually the park's first indoor theater Ooh. it's going to be home to a new show mickey's magical music world where mickey donald Minnie, goofy they find a music box in the forest because of course that's where you leave your music boxes yeah, yeah that's true they're going to turn the key and of course disney characters appear you're going to have snow white pinocchio woody and friends many many more and they're going to encounter characters like lumiere king louis timon ursula captain hook peter pan it's going to be music fun scenes i love these shows like i love mickey and the magical map at disneyland right now i love these shows and of course it's going to be highlighting some of our favorite music so fantastic we've seen a lot already about the happy ride with baymax which is going to be in tomorrowland and in toontown mini style studio will be opening up plus all three resort hotels are going to have new decorations commemorating the expansion special menus some limited edition postcards and we just posted some of the cool new artwork that they revealed on d23.com so run over there catch it very very cool sherry at the top of the show you mentioned our very very special guest jocelyn i think actually got to interview him when she was in walt disney world he is awesome smart and right in front of us executive creative director of Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, John Lorena. Yeah. Hi. Hey, John. Happy guys. to have you here. Thanks for having me. This is great. So how did you first get your start at Disney? I imagine you had quite the journey. You know, it's funny. It all goes back to Star Wars, actually. My first job was actually working for the Redo on Star Tours. I was at another company, and they had gotten a call. Hey, originally, I used to work as a production designer in movies. So I had a lot of experience mm. building sets and everything. And Media Productions had reached out saying, hey, we need a production designer to build sets for the load-in videos that you see. So I don't know if you've ever looked up those videos that play over the entrance to Star Tours that mm-hmm. show people getting into a into a speeder and c Those are the best. They're so right? fun. Like, yeah. I, I, everyone, I have a whole backstory created in my mind for all of those. Yeah, everyone's yeah. putting on their belts and all that, and they needed to make that video. Obviously, couldn't shoot it in the park. They needed the whole hangar bay and everything, so I got brought in to do that, and... It's been ever since then. It's wow! What you know, a cool but, first project. Oh, it's fantastic. I just remember just like being around, you know, Anthony Daniels. I was like, oh my god, three <laughs> PO. Like so happy. So you've been with the company like ten years now, almost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's been fantastic. What a, what a wild ride. And then worked on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean for Shanghai after that. So it's just been like just big epic project after another. Uh, yeah. this it's been fantastic. 
the Shanghai attraction is so, so cool. The level of immersion and detail and technology and all of it's so seamless that it doesn't feel like there's technology. It just uh, Yeah, that's really the key is to really give you an authentic experience. It doesn't involve putting on 3D glasses or anything. It's like you are truly there. And, wow. you know, using digital media just to extend sets and to, you know, make things even bigger. But it's based in reality all around you. Yeah, so what all are you responsible for as an executive creative director? Holding on to the vision for, you know, this is a huge team project, like just so many people involved and so many different, you know, abilities and bringing them all together and then going, you know, this is what we're going to try to do here. This is the vision. This is what we're all striving for. And it's a long road, you know, it's been five years now on this project, you know, just staying to that guiding vision of like this is what we want to do this is what's important that's not so important and knowing when to horse trade well we got to lose that so we're going to do this instead and you know this is the right way to go and just hearing everybody out that everyone has equal input into this project so we can give the best experience you can possibly get so the current projects rise of the resistance you worked on star tours what was your first experience with Star Wars. You remember the first time you saw the movie, maybe? You know, the funny thing is it wasn't actually in a movie theater. It was at the toy store. As a child, you know, my mom was busy shopping at the department store, and she'd be like, okay, you can hang out in the toy section. And they had a whole section devoted to Star Wars toys. Now, the movie had already come out, but it was still this huge hit and getting re-released all the time, I guess. And uh, I was in the toy store, and they had an 8 millimeter film loop playing, uh, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo in the Falcon firing off the gun turrets at the TIE fighters as they attacked. And it was like a three-minute clip that they would just auto-loop a loop again and again. And I would spend like an hour or two just staring at that thing. <laughs> and going, oh, my goodness, this is incredible. Like, that's my first experience. Like, it just took over my mind from that point on. It, you know, eventually getting to see the movies. It just, I was going to say, did you think that was the movie at the time? You're like, wow, this movie is great. It's only 10 minutes long and it seems repetitive, but... <laughs> I would have been happy with that. I mean, you know, the other thing I experienced before I saw the movie where the NPR used to make these audio versions that they play on the radio. So it was episodic. So basically A New Hope was split into like, I think it was like 10 episodes. And it was just this whole, you could listen over the radio, the whole Star Wars story taking place in these dramatizations. And that was just like the most incredible thing is that, you know, you're filling in all these pictures in your mind. Because they have more time to do these dramatizations, they really get into it. So you really got the experience in a way what it was like to be, you know, with Han Solo running through the hallways of the the Death Star. And I think that really impacted me a lot, you know. It really impacted what this ride is about. About really tapping into these archetypes that made A New Hope so impactful to such a huge swath of the population. It's like Everybody has been Luke Skywalker at some point in their lives that they've been like, I got to get off this planet. <laughs> you know, th- these are all things that it talks to people. The awe and horror of the First Order of the Empire. You know, these are things that historically, as humans, we've seen in history, and it speaks to the human experience. That's what's so powerful in the Star Wars movies, and getting that into this attraction has been, you know, one of our key guiding lights you know uh, you know give you that luke skywalker experience of like i'm going to get off this planet on a mission with the resistance you know mm-hmm. and that's how our ride starts it's like you're going to get this mission from ray you're going to get on this ship and you're going to take off on a mission and then when things don't work out for you and you get tractor beamed into that star destroyer boy that's a lot like princess leia and han solo you know now stuck in a predicament you know with the bad guys on you know 
having them in, in an interrogation cell trying to figure a way out of this situation. Mm. So the attraction is already open at yeah. Walt Disney World. For guests who haven't had the chance to go on it yet, can you walk us through the experience a little bit? Sure. Well, you're going to start out at a resistance outpost. And as we saw in the things that happened at the end of episode eight, they'd put out a call for anyone that can join the resistance to join arms against the First Order. So we're picking up the story at about that point in time where we're part of these recruits that are being brought into the resistance to fight against the First Order. We'll make our way through the queue, which is actually the resistance outpost, and eventually we'll get to the communications room where we're going to get a transmission hologram from Ray, and she's going to ask us to join. Thank you for joining the resistance. We've got a special mission for you. You're going to go off planet. Whatever you do, don't tell anyone the secret location of this planet where our base is. Okay, great. There's a ship out there waiting to take you on your mission. You know, may the force be with us. As soon as those doors open out of that communications room, there is an actual ship out there that you're going to walk up to, walk into. You're going to see Poe's X-Wing off to the side, spinning his engines up. I mean, it's truly an authentic feeling. Like, if you've ever had the... You know, the good fortune to walk up the tarmac to a jet, you know, at, in one of the older airports. It's that experience of you really get the sense of the scale of the engines and the sounds wow. out there. It's really exciting. It's an adrenaline moment. You walk into that, you know, across the, the gangplank into the ship. When you're in the ship, you're going to see yourself take off from Batu. And as soon as we leave orbit of the planet, uh oh, there's a Star Destroyer is on your tail. All hell breaks loose. Unfortunately, things don't work out for you. You end up getting tractor beamed into that Star Destroyer. <laughs> but then when the very doors that you walked in reopen, you're there on that first order deck in that hangar bay. You walk out, you see the very ship that you saw that was out in the land in Batu is now inside of that hangar bay. There's 50 stormtroopers keeping guard on the place. There's this huge space window that your ship got tractor beamed in from and out there you can see another Star Destroyers out there as well as other ties on patrol. This whole space is all, you know, the stars are out there. It's truly an impressive epic moment. But you can't dwell on it much because there's uh, first order officers out there that are barking at you, move along, move along, you're going to get interrogated, and they walk you over into an interrogation cell. When you're in there, you're going to have an encounter with Kylo Ren, and he knows that you know the secret location of that base that Ray gave you. (laughs) And he knows that one of you is going to crack, but before he can do that, he gets called off to the bridge for some special business. As soon as he leaves, that cell gets broken into by the resistance or other resistance members on board that star destroyer that are on another mission luckily they know that you're there they've broken you out and they're going to put you on these first order transports that are being piloted by these r5 droids they've reprogrammed these r5 droids to get you off the ship so as soon as you get on there the r5 droids now They've just been reprogrammed, so they're with the good guys, but they're not the best at what they do, and they're, you know... <laughs> Still getting used to their programming? Yeah, you know, and, you know, so you get a message from Finn going, hey, guys, we got to get you off of here. Whatever you do, don't get caught. Well, it doesn't work out that well. You, do, <laughs> you run into some stormtroopers, all hell breaks loose. You have this big battle that's in the middle of a hangar where they keep the AT-ATs. We have two full-size AT-ATs wow. in there that are whizzing through their legs. Then when things couldn't even get worse... What do you end up? You end up on, on the bridge with Kylo Ren and General Hux up there, Whoa. right? You got your big moment there as the resistance comes out of hyperspace to attack that Star Destroyer. You see that moment happen out the windows. Kylo sees that you got out of the interrogation cell. He's like, oh, I'm coming to get you. So you whiz out of there, go into an elevator, start going down the elevator. But Kylo jumps on the top of the elevator and starts cutting a hole on the top <laughs> of the thing. 
just before he finishes cutting his hole, you get to the down to the bottom of the ship, which, by the way, I don't know if I failed to mention this, that's where your escape pods are. You have to get off of this Star Destroyer before oh, wow. it gets blown sky wow. high by the resistance that's attacking it. So you get down to the bottom, get out of that elevator just before Kylo finishes cutting his hole. Now you're on the gun deck at the bottom of the ship, and we got these big, huge turbo cannons that are so big that you can't even get past them. So you have to wait for them to recoil so you can get past them. So it's this kind of cat and mouse game to get past these huge turbo cannons to get through the room because you want to get away from those elevators that you just got off of that, that Kylo's cutting a hole through. Finally, you get to where the escape pods are. You think, okay, I'm home free. Nope, Kylo's there. He's cutting you off. And you got your final showdown with Kylo. Finally get away from him, get in those escape pods, and then just go on this crazy ride back down to Batuu in the middle of a huge raging battle that's happening outside the Star Destroyer, and finally you make it back home. So it's this huge, Whoa. long wow. experience. Can I feel like we... I'm going to need blue milk like immediately yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love for you to walk us through every single Disney Parks attraction the way you just did. Exactly. That was incredible. Too kind. I want to ride this with you now. I know. I feel like I was there. Yeah. <laughs> What's been your favorite part about working on this project? It's realizing those childhood dreams, and then it's also just being with all these people that are just so passionate the, the passion and the love that's gone into this project is just astounding it's like everyone on this project loves star wars so much you see that love into every detail every piece every inch of the sets in there has such craftsmanship and love into what went into it even the programming like it, it just the most mundane things that you're like oh well that's just this no, there's love into that to make sure that mm -hmm. that is the best possible thing to really make this an authentic experience for everybody. And I love that. It's been really special to be a part of that. You brought in some of the incredible talent from the more recent Star Wars films. Daisy and Donald and John and Adam and... Oscar, you've got all of these incredible people. What was it like working with them? I think sometimes when you're recording something or doing something, you don't necessarily have an idea of the giant scope of it. But uh, I'm curious what that was like and what the experience has been. Oh, it's been fantastic. And it's fantastic because it's been drawn out over these years. I was actually thinking about it the other day I was when I was on the ITS ship that flies off of Batu, And I'm watching footage with Donal on as General Hux and Oscar as Poe watching go oh wow i remember we filmed that three years ago that part that's two years ago you know, that you know and it's just amazing that we built this over so many years working with lucasfilm and like working with them during their film shoots that like those scenes with poe were shot during the last jedi and they had this huge rig of an x-wing fighter on a gimbal surrounded by this huge interactive light curtain that went all around it so whenever they had like laser shots or whatever you would see it reflect off of his visor and, and environmental lighting in the cabin it was like an incredible rig the only way you'd pay for that is to actually build it for a movie and we got to piggyback onto that and have that you know with our shoot with oscar and that made all those interior shots of the x-wing when he's talking to you he's really getting buffeted around like that it's just like it feels it's a very real experience that you're getting from him a great performance you're getting from him so it was just fantastic to work with him, but also in that setting. And also because he's in the middle of it. So he's really in character. He's living that every day. It's like we, they literally fit us in between their free day, between a shoot. And in fact, I think the day we shot Oscar, the only reason we got that day then was because Ryan's sister was getting married. So they're like, oh, Ryan's <laughs> going to be offset. We get one day here. Let's wow. fit it in there, you know. So it's just great to, to be able to work with all the characters, all these you know, awesome stars that are part of this trilogy and, and, and have them as part of this is just fantastic. And the best part is when you show it to them, because obviously 
when we bring them on board, we're like, okay, here's what we're doing. Here's an animatic of what you're going to ride. And they're just so blown away. And it's like the coolest thing. It's like they're blown away what we're doing. We're, we're blown away what they're doing. <laughs> it's mutual. <laughs> yeah. What I really love about Disney Parks is the stunning attention to detail. Is there a detail either in the attraction or in the queue that you're really proud of that guests should be on the lookout for? Uh, well, I think it'll be pretty obvious to anyone that goes through the standby line is uh, we really went out of our way to include places to sit in the queue. And <laughs> as, as a, I'll tell you, as a, as a parent, yeah. I spent many an hour just standing there with my kids and my kids trying to make a seat out of a thing that's not supposed to be a seat. And, <laughs> yeah. Honey, Swinging get off of that. You're, rail, not, yeah, yeah. you're not supposed to be on that. You know? <laughs> it's like, you know what, this time, let's actually give them an actual place that's in story that they can sit. So you'll, you'll find a lot, you know, you're working your way through an ancient civilization left over these old caves that are in there and that's where the resistance has set up shop so these caves have naturally worn areas and benches and things that nooks that were made by them that you can actually sit on and i think uh, people will appreciate that i appreciate that through. already yeah. thank you <laughs> <laughs> i have a toddler so yeah. i understand that yeah. what's it like working on both openings at walt disney world and disneyland so close together i mean we're getting it here at disneyland next month uh you know it's just been so exciting to go back bounce back and forth between the coasts you know and the whole team bouncing back and forth plus we have a team in florida too so the whole gang gets together whenever we're in florida to really get that together and then everyone jumps over back to california to get all that ready it's, it's been really incredible it, it's just amazing to see something you know that's identical sprout up you know three thousand miles away from each other it's like wow how does that happen that's yeah. incredible you know wow i always feel like at disney we're always pushing the bounds of creativity and innovation what are some of the ways that star wars rise of the resistance is really pushing technology that you think are going to be the giant wow for guests I think it's going to be in the way that things are just choreographed so perfectly and involving so many different elements. And actually, I was talking about this with a friend the other day. We were talking about, wow, you know, this this ride, you know, we use something called BIM, which is building integrated design where we basically build the whole building digitally before the contractor even starts to build this thing. And, you know, ordinarily they say, okay, this is a great system to so you can build your building faster. Well, at Disney, we go, well, no, we're still going to take the same amount of time to build that building. We're just going to make it even more complicated than it ever was before. (laughs) And I think that's what we did on this ride is like because we've used technology to pre-vis this and to pre-program things, we've pushed it so far. I mean, it is incredible how many things happen in just at the same time and perfectly timed to each other it's the kind of thing that yes it was possible to do it before maybe so you know you'd spend 10 years building the building and then another five years just programming it to get to the level of complexity that we've been able to get in such a short period of time it's just incredible and you know i think it's something that would have been impossible five ten years ago well before we let you go we ask everyone this question at the end of our interviews what is your favorite disney memory Favorite Disney memory? I think my favorite Disney memory would have to be first time I went to Disney World as a child and actually on the flying rocket jets in Tomorrowland. I remember my mom was too afraid to go on those because they were so high up there. So my dad went with me and I think that was like the first time because I was the kid in the front. So I got the hands on my hands on the throttle and my dad being like, it's okay, you drive, you know, and just that bonding with my dad. You know, flying with my dad is pretty, 
pretty amazing thing. I still remember that to this day. And, you know, my dad saying, yeah, take the wheel. You know, you got, you got it, you know. Aww. Look so. at you now. I know. <laughs> you're creating that for other parents and children. Yeah. Yeah, attraction. yeah, families and friends. I really hope that when people get off this ride, they're like, wow, we just experienced that together. Did you see that? Well, I didn't see that. I saw this. And that's going to be the best part is that, you know, as individuals, we come out of things with different experiences, but then how we communicate together about it, that's what brings us together and, and you know, understanding what we experience together. And I think this ride is really going to do that for people because there's so much to look at. You're really going to see, you know, depending on where you're looking, you're going to take a different part of the story away from you. And, you know, having that discussion amongst your friends and your family is just going to be really special. Yeah. That's the magic, that part afterward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And thank we get to so go trip. up yeah. there, guys. I, I know. know. Yeah, come on, right. trip, road trip. Excellent. Yeah, perfect. Well, hope to see you guys there. Thanks. All right. Well, thanks again to everyone for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode. That includes you, Mom, wherever you listen or subscribe. <laughs> and for all the latest Disney news, check out D23.com. And of course, we'll be back next week with more Disney news and an amazing guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.